The NIH loan repayment programs were established by Congress to help early career scientists defray the high cost of student loans. The program offsets a researcher's educational debt in return for a commitment to engage in research related to the NIH mission. In this episode of the ASN Kidney News Podcast, ASN Executive Vice President Todd Ibrahim speaks with Dr. Kevin Erickson and Dr. Tara Chang, who are recipients of this award, to learn more about their experiences and advice they have for those who might be interested in this opportunity. So, Dr. Chang, how did you first learn about the NIH loan repayment programs? So I learned about it as a first-year fellow from my mentor. I was in the process of applying for other fellowship grants anyway, and he encouraged me to apply for the NIH loan repayment program as well. Dr. Erickson, what was your introduction to the program? My introduction to the program is actually similar to Dr. Chang's. We actually both shared a mentor, and, and I was also, I think I was probably during the second year of my fellowship that we discussed it and I learned about it. And Dr. Chang, who was a year or so above me in fellowship, I think had already applied, and, and there was one faculty member at Stanford where I was who was a recipient of the award as well. And so I was able to talk with them and, and get more detail about it as well as my mentors. And Dr. Erickson, how did the program help you? So I think I keep discovering how it's helped me um, as I continue my research career. I applied during the third year of my fellowship, and my research looking into policy and economic issues required gaining some additional research skills, and so I knew I was going to have a prolonged fellowship. I did a four-year fellowship, and so when I applied for this program, it offered me financial support that really helped me feel more comfortable with taking extra time to get the research skills that I needed. And then I've been able to continue receiving the award. Uh, I think I've renewed it twice now, and I've been lucky enough to be able to pay back most of my medical school loans from this. And and I think as I've continued in my research and continued in my life, uh, I've just been really grateful to not have to pay all of these medical school debts each month. And so I think it continues to help me and, and make my life as a researcher possible and easier. And Dr. Chang, how has the program helped you? Yeah, I would agree with a lot of what Kevin was saying in terms of just, you know, having the freedom to pursue a career in academic nephrology and specifically in clinical research and not sort of have to worry about this big looming debt over my head from medical school and, you know, not have to think as much about financial aspects of pursuing that sort of career as opposed to one that was more purely clinically oriented. I think for me, too, it also came at a time, you know, thinking back. So as I sort of alluded to, I'd applied to several fellowship grants in addition to the loan repayment. And as is often the case, uh, I didn't get a single one of the other fellowship grants. And as a novice in terms of clinical research, that was really uh, disheartening. I (laughs) I didn't have as thick of a skin as I think I do now in terms of the rejection. And so for me, getting the loan repayment was just, it was a huge confidence booster and just a nice validation that it wasn't a mistake (laughs) to have decided to really try to go after a research career. And, you know, because you hear a lot of doom and gloom about funding and this and that and how it's so hard. And getting that loan repayment helped to boost my confidence, give me the sort of motivation to, to keep going. And I'm, you know, obviously really glad that I did. So I guess on that topic, Dr. Chang, I'm curious, as you start to mentor fellows, what advice do you give them in terms of applying for grant funding, um, applying for this type of program? I'm just sort of curious as to what your suggestions are. 
Yes. So at Stanford, we do encourage uh, all of our trainees to apply. And I always use my own experience as uh, an example of not not to take rejection personally and to expect it really in that way. If, you know, if you do, uh, if our fellows do happen to get funding, then that's just the cherry on top. But really, we think that going through that process really helps them solidify what their project is going to be, and it sort of really makes them put their nickel down in terms of being able to start that second year of research when they're once they're done with the clinical year to really hit the ground running because they'll have their mentors lined up. They've got their research question ready to go regardless of whether they actually receive the grant or not. They've got that grant written and their research project sort of outlined. So we encourage them all to apply for various fellowship grants, and we help them with that, obviously. And then included in that is the loan repayment. And we definitely encourage all of our fellows to apply for that as well. Dr. Erickson, what's your advice to fellows and other people that you mentor? I think definitely, as Tara said, applying for grants and getting experience applying for grants is really important because if you go into research, that's a huge part of what you're going to be doing. And so getting started learning that process as early as you can is important. So the loan or payment, if you actually look at the application, it's very similar to a grant. And so in addition to all of the benefits from getting the program or getting the award, if you are fortunate enough to receive it, uh, just going through the application process, it, it is in many ways like one more grant, and you do get experience with that process. So I think definitely getting started applying for grants early um, in terms of the loan repayment, I, I think it's great, and especially if, if you are thinking about going into research, I don't see any reason not to apply for this. Again, you might not be thinking about it during fellowship when loans are being deferred, but as you come out of fellowship and, and the loan payments start coming, I, I think people will be very glad that they applied for it. Um, the I guess the one consideration is, uh, you do have to do research for the two years and commit to doing research for two years during the award program. And so, you know, in my case, I was doing a, a four-year fellowship, and so I knew I was going to be doing research for an additional two years after sort of the first year of the fellowship. And so for me, it made sense, okay, I've already made this commitment to doing two years of research. There's no downside to applying for this. Um, the one issue is if, if you did decide that you wanted to go into private practice or, or do something that didn't involve at least, I think it's 50% research, then you would actually face penalties. And so I think the timing is really, a, it's a great thing to apply for. Just make sure you're at a, at a position or a point in time where, where you know you're going to be doing research for two years. And so, again, for me, that was during the second year of fellowship. The last two years of fellowship, I, I knew I would be doing research. For some people, that might be you know, they're applying for a career development award and, and have a, a position at an academic institution that's going to last at least two years. And, and so I think my advice is definitely do it. Just make sure that you felt through the timing and, and know you're going to be doing research for two years. I was just going to add one thing, too, in terms of making sure to apply for that loan repayment program early on, as Kevin was saying, because of the payback that's required. But I would just want to point out, as my mentor told me, Really, in some ways, the loan repayment program is the best grant, if you want to call it that, that a fellow can get in a lot of ways. Because unlike other grants, this is directly going into your bank account. I mean, it's, you know, yeah. you see this very big number and it goes down dramatically with this loan repayment program. And, and that's really kind of special and none of the other grants is going to do that. So having this on the list of things to apply for, I think it should be up towards the top for sure. Yeah, I definitely agree. 
So ASN is an organization, and then it has its separate foundation, the ASN Foundation for Kidney Research. And the foundation distributes about $3 million a year in research grants to nephrology fellows to pursue careers as investigators, as well as to faculty who are trying to make sort of the K to R transition through the Career Development Grants Program. And in listening to you, I'm struck that there may be an opportunity for a society like ASN or another organization in the kidney community to develop some sort of loan repayment program modeled on what NIH does. And I'm just wondering, my first question to both of you is, is that a good idea or a bad idea? And the second question is, why? Is it a good idea or a bad idea? And I guess the third question would be, you know, how would you think something like that could work if it could? Um, I guess I'll start um First, I think that would be a great idea. I think anything that we can do as sort of a nephrology community to encourage more people to want to pursue careers in nephrology and specifically in nephrology research would be great. I mean, clearly, when you compare the amount of research being done among nephrologists compared with some of the other subspecialties, you know, we're still definitely lagging. So I think anything that could really create more incentives and in pursuing a career in nephrology research would be great. Um, yeah, I think it would be great. We've talked about all of the ways that this loan repayment program have helped us in our research careers, and I think if the ASN was able and, and willing to offer something similar, I think it would make a big difference. Um, you know, as I mentioned, for me, you know, being early on in my research career, it really has helped enormously in helping me to spend the time and effort necessary to, to build the skills to do uh, clinical research. So, I think any help that the ASN could provide to bringing more people into nephrology and nephrology research would be great. Um, I think in terms of who would benefit from it, I tend to think it would be people earlier on in, in their research careers. If for any other reason than, than, you know, if you pay back your loans earlier on, you don't have loans to pay for the rest of your career. And if you get people later on in their career, they might have already paid back a significant share of their loans. So, you know, that's one thing to think about. And then I know, I mean, I think clinical research is really important, and definitely these loans are not, they are competitive, and so I think more loans or more support for clinical researchers is, is important. But but another thing to think about is, uh, as far as I know, the um, NIH loan or payment program doesn't apply to basic science researchers, and I think oftentimes they have to do some of the longest fellowship and sort of longest periods of early career development, and so that, that might be a group who could benefit especially from something like this from the AS. You know, especially the interest in nephrology as a subspecialty is at a low point, as we've often heard about. There's fewer and fewer residents who want to go into nephrology. And, and I think part of that probably, you know, has to do with salary and being able to pay back your loans and do all the other things that people are doing in their lives, like having a family and supporting their family. And so I think possibly a program like the loan repayment that could be offered might help sway some people who are maybe on the fence about which way to go and whether to go into nephrology at all versus going into, you know, something like a, uh, being a hospitalist or something like that. I think the other thing, kind of building off what Kevin was just talking about in terms of expanding the eligibility, um, another area that I think is really important and somewhat still maybe underappreciated in academia is clinical educators as well. And I know there's been a big push in terms of nephrology education and ASN. And so, possibly opening up the loan repayment to people who stay in academics but maybe aren't so much research-focused but really committed to nephrology education might also be an important avenue. 
So it sounds like there's a possibility for clinical researchers, for basic scientists, so really for people interested in kidney research across the continuum, possibly something for clinician educators. Um, what about in the clinical arena? Is there a group of people, maybe future medical directors of dialysis units or people in a leadership role where there may be an opportunity to develop a similar program as long as they commit to a track? Um, you know, from my personal experience, as I'm going through this prolonged fellowship, something that runs through my mind is, you know, what could I be doing if I wasn't doing this? And I think a lot of people think that way. And so you're looking at your friends in private practice and what they're doing and where they are in their lives. And that's one way that this was helpful for me is when I compared myself to what I could be doing, I actually felt pretty good. Even though I'm still a fellow or I'm, I'm junior faculty, I'm paying back my loans. It really made me feel better about my decisions in terms of what it means for my family and future and financially. And so I think if I were going to suggest groups to target this to, it would be people doing things that are valuable that you know we as a society need, but that they might not otherwise do based simply on quality of life and standards of living. So, you know, for example, I could imagine in the same way that, you know, the government will pay back loans for people who serve and or provide care in underserved areas or in rural areas, I could imagine a similar program from the ASN. If, if you practice nephrology in, in a rural area where there's a real need for a nephrologist, this is a benefit that you might be able to receive. And so I could, I could imagine ways of targeting it towards the needs that society has. Yeah, I don't think I have too much to add beyond what Kevin said. I I guess I, to get to your question, Todd, I'm not sure I would be as much maybe bang for the buck to offering it to, I, I'm not sure if this is what you meant, but offering it to people who maybe have chosen to go into private practice or industry. I'm not sure if that's what you meant. Yeah, I was thinking about what an organization could do to help, you know, because nephrology is, as you've mentioned, at a point where there, it's, it's difficult to attract residents to pursue mm-hmm. fellowships, and there's a whole set of disincentives. There are even disincentives in the clinical arena, and so what could what could we do as a, as a community mm-hmm. to use loan forgiveness to encourage people to pursue, even you know, even if they say we're not, I'm not interested in the academic track, I'm interested in the clinical track. You know, they could maybe there's a leadership component where part of this is, you know, doing executive leadership programs or something like that. That that was kind of where I was going. Mm, I see. Just to try to attract people into nephrology in general. Mm-hmm. And to use this as an opportunity for them to get an additional skill set that they're not going to get through their fellowship. Hmm. That's an interesting thought. I, I honestly hadn't thought about that, but you know, I think depending on how it's developed, that could be really attractive to some folks who who want to gain that additional training, like you said, because they definitely don't get a lot of it during fellowship. So, Dr. Erickson, I have to ask you as a health economist, can you prove that these programs are worthwhile? I, you know, I, 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 uh, it'd be great to have the data to look into it, but proven economics are, are kind of, um, in my experience, not necessarily using the same sentence. <laughs> so before we go, I'll ask you both the same question, and maybe Dr. Chang, you can answer first, and then Dr. Erickson. If you were to make the case for why a promising resident should consider a career in nephrology, and you have sort of an elevator speech to do it, what would your case be? <laughs> Well, I actually make this case to every resident that rotates through our our kidney clinic already. So what I usually tell them is if you're interested in really longitudinal continuity of care, as well as a diversity of care kind of practice locations, if you want to see people in the hospital, in the acute setting, if you want to see patients over the long term, 
you want to see them in dialysis units. You know, nephrology sort of offers all of those things. You know, I've met people from diagnosis with the biopsy through their treatment, gotten them onto dialysis, seen them through a transplant, and now managing them post-transplant. So you really get to know people and their families and their lives from sort of <laughs> the beginning and, and you know, for, for many, many years. And to me, that was always one of the more interesting aspects of patient care. And I think for those residents who are interested in pathophysiology, it doesn't get more interesting than the kidney. You know, at Stanford, we have a lot of people interested in, you know, cardiology and whatnot, and I I'm very interested in that as well, but it's all about the kidney, <laughs> and I try to convince them of that. And, and finally, I tell them, you know, for those individuals who might be interested in a research career, that really in nephrology, the world's their oyster pretty much. You know, there's so much that we don't know about nephrology, and that could, you could see that as being frustrating. But on the other hand, I see that as being an incredible opportunity. And so for any resident, I tell them, you know, you can pretty much pick a topic Chances are there's still a lot we don't know about it, and they could take that and just run with it. Dr. Erickson, can you do better than it's all about the kidney? Yeah, my, 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 yeah, I also have similar discussions with, with all of our, our residents and, and medical students as they rotate through. Uh, and, and I, I think, you know, Tara touched on a lot of what I see as the strengths of nephrology. I think whenever I talk to anyone who's kind of towards the end of their career and ask them if they're happy with the decision they made and, and why they're, they're happy or not, I, I pretty much everybody says that they are happy with the decision they made because they love the area of medicine. So I, I think and hope that that's still going to be the case, and, and, and really we should be making probably decisions based off of what we like to do and what patients we find interesting and what specialty really interests us because we're going to be doing it for a long time. And, and so I think the reasons why nephrology interests me and, and, and I think why it interests a lot of people who do choose it, it you know, one, it, the, the pathophysiology is really interesting. Two, like Tara mentioned, um, and this is probably one of the biggest things for me, is you get to take care of people in all different settings in nephrology in one day, you'll go from an outpatient clinic to the hospital ward to the intensive care unit, and you're really seeing all of it. And that's something I, I really like. You're seeing some of the most complex cases in the hospital, but then also have outpatient clinic or a dialysis shift where you're basically doing primary care or you're the, the patient's sort of continuity doctor. And so in addition to seeing patients in all these different settings and the interesting pathophysiology, um, you really do have your own patients, and to me, that's been really important. I just think there's a lot of great things about nephrology. Our healthcare system is in a time of flux, and that nephrology is definitely involved in that process. But what I tell residents is try to ignore all that and really do what you want to do and do what you like doing. And, and that's when I talk to everyone who's much later in their careers than I am, that seems to be the overarching advice that they all give and that I stand by. Well, Dr. Chang, Dr. Erickson, thank you very much for participating in today's discussion. Thank, thank you. you. This podcast is copyrighted by the American Society of Nephrology, all rights reserved. All content in this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be medical advice. This podcast should not be used in a medical emergency or for the diagnosis or treatment of any medical condition. Please consult your doctor or other qualified healthcare provider if you have any questions about any medical condition or before taking any drug, changing your diet, or commencing or discontinuing any course of treatment. Thank you for listening to this podcast of the American Society of Nephrology. Thank you.